So Money episode 55, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. This is Weekend Edition, Saturday, March 7th. Ask Farnoosh. Ask me anything you like. I am currently going through my inbox looking at all of the questions that have been pouring through the week. Uh, We have lots and lots to get to. But before we start, let's read off our review of the week. And as you know, I've been selecting one review every week to highlight the review, to encourage you to leave your own review, and to give that reviewer a free 15-minute money blitz with yours truly. And so the winner this week is Anne in NYC. Anne, congratulations. Your review goes as follows. She says, something for everyone. I'm single and a freelancer in my 40s in New York City, and my lifestyle and career is completely different from anyone in my family. So I benefit tremendously from hearing the different perspectives of the broad range of thinkers on the So Money podcast. While I already have my own financial advisor, I believe the buck truly does not stop there. And the So Money podcast is an amazing education for everyone trying to hone in on their personal finance goals and values. And thank you so much for that thoughtful and insightful review. I'm so honored that the show has been able to impact you in such a way. And this could be you next week, folks. If you write a review, I might read it, catch my eye, and read it on the podcast. Uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have our own one-on-one. Okay, let's get to this week's questions. The first question is from Diana, and she writes and says, first, I want to tell you that I love the show. I'm learning a lot, and I'm loving it. My question is, how do you know if you should invest in getting a financial advisor, and how do you find one? Our situation is as follows. We bring home a little over $10,000 a month, over $50,000 in savings. We contribute to our employer retirement programs, We're looking to sell our home and buy in a different neighborhood. We live in Los Angeles. We're in our early 30s. Uncle Sam takes half of our income and it's killing me. I was considering getting a financial advisor to hopefully guide us to reduce the amount of taxes we're paying and increase the amount hitting our bank account. I'm just not sure if a financial advisor will be just another expense or if it will actually help our bottom line. This is all new to us and we're kind of lost. Help. Well, Diana, yes, it does sound like you are the perfect couple candidate to work with a financial advisor. And to use the words of my recent guest, Rick Edelman, who joined the podcast on Wednesday of this week. Rick is the chairman and CEO of Edelman Financial Services. He has been numerous times voted the number one financial advisor in the country. So if anyone is to know something about financial advising, It would be Rick. Now, granted, he's a little biased because he's in this field, but I trust him. He says, most of us have no education in financial planning. So if you don't know what you're doing because you lack the education, or if you don't have the time to do it yourself, because let's face it, we're all busy doing other things. Or if you just don't have the desire, because let's face it, this is kind of a boring subject and we'd rather all be spending our time in other ways, then you know you're probably a good candidate 
to work with a financial advisor. And now Rick, uh, being a financial advisor, as I said, he's a proponent of this for obvious reasons. Um, But I have to agree. I work with a financial advisor because my finances are a little bit complex and I don't know everything. And mostly I just don't have time. You know, this is a full-time job for some people to really keep an eye on what's coming in, what's going out, how to make things happen, reducing your taxable income. And so a good planner should work with you to not only reduce your taxable income, and I really hope that that's at the top of your to-do list, because if Uncle Sam is taking 50% of your paycheck, then you're overexposed. You need to, you know, that's crazy. I mean, I think you're exaggerating because that's really more than anyone should be paying in taxes. Uh, but uh, certainly a financial planner can help you with that. So can a certified public accountant. Uh, but beyond that, you know, a good financial planner thinks holistically, right? He or she thinks, how can I help Diana really take her financial state from good to excellent. How can we plan for the future? What sort of insurances do we need to put in place? What kind of um, safety nets do we need to create? And how can I help her hit her goals? Uh, Whether it's buying the next home, planning for retirement, et cetera. So certainly I think you are in a good position to at least, at least have an introductory meeting with a financial planner. They're free. It doesn't cost you anything but your time to sit with a financial planner and for an hour kind of talk about what you want to accomplish and how they might be able to help you. And I would say ask around for recommendations from friends, coworkers. There's also napfa.org, which is the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, and start there. And definitely check out Rick Edelman's interview from earlier this week, episode 52. Okay, thanks, Diana. Good luck. Christy, Christy writes in, she says, my husband and I have an 18 year age difference and we plan on retiring together in 15 years and begin living off of his savings. He hasn't saved much more than I for retirement. How do we prioritize where to put our savings for retirement if we have to make a choice between his or mine for additional accounts such as Roth IRAs? Well, Christy, um, you know, I assume that, that it is your spouse that's 18 years older than you. You mentioned this 18-year age gap. Didn't say who was older than who, but I assume just, you know, I don't know, just being stereotypical here, I assume he's older than you. Take note, Christy, you know, women, we women, we live longer than men on average. So if you are wondering who should have the bigger retirement account, uh, just based on longevity, you know, it would be you. I would want to see you have a more robust retirement account savings, not to say that your husband should be neglectful or should stop contributing or shouldn't be uh, as mindful of his retirement. But just because you have this idea, this plan to retire and primarily live off of his savings, don't forget that you you need to make sure that your financial security is intact, that you will have financial independence and freedom in your retirement and I think another good step to take is to relook at both of your IRAs, both of your Roth IRAs too, or whatever your plans are individually, and make sure that you designate each other as beneficiaries. So if anything happens, if he passes, you pass away, that each of you will uh, be entitled to the amount that's left in those accounts. So you know, I think that in this case, it's a matter of 
yes, him continuing to save in his retirement account and maybe even playing a little bit of catch up if he is, like you say, a little bit behind the curve. You know, um, when he, once he hits 50 and older, he can contribute a little bit more to his 401k, a little bit more to his IRA every year as a catch up contribution. But you too need to be just as attentive and aggressive with your own retirement account. Don't be neglectful. Candace, she writes in and she says, thanks for the awesome podcast. I'll be writing you a review as soon as I can figure out how. I have a request. Can you do a show listing, recommending, and otherwise helping unearth excellent, impactful, helpful, informative books on finance and investing? I know a lot of the authors you have on have written books, and I love adding those to my reading list, but it would be amazing to have a large list of suggestions in one place from someone who knows enough to recommend the good stuff. Yeah, Candace, great idea. I should do this. I should really start a, re a resources page at somoneypodcast.com, and I will totally do that. Um, it won't go up tomorrow, but it is going to go on my to-do list, and I think that's a fabulous idea. And, you know, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of recommendations, and as you say, my guests write lots of books, so uh, we have a lot we can fill that page with. So thank you for that suggestion. Ron. Next up is Ron. He says, hi, Farnoosh. I'm a podcast junkie and love your podcast. I've officially added you to my podcast roster. You're in there with Dave Ramsey, 48 Days, Money Girl, etc. I would love to leave a review on iTunes, but I have no idea how to do it. I think you should make a how-to YouTube video and post it on your webpage. It might help me and others too. Love your work. Onward. Wow, Ron, thank you so much. I really appreciate your feedback. And I sense a pattern here between you and Candace and actually a few others who have discouragingly told me, you know, I want to leave a review. I don't know how. So I, I did actually attempt to make a, um, like a little video about this. And I, I used um, this online software and it was kind of a disaster. So I have to, this, this just to tell you that I have been thinking about this as well, and I want to do this. And now that I've heard from multiple people, I'm going to do this. And so um, stay tuned. Hopefully by next week, I'll have that video up on Facebook and on the site and everywhere else so that you can, uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with how to do it. And I admit, it's, it's kind of tricky because if you don't have iTunes as an application on your computer, then it's not so simple. Um, you can't just Google So Money Podcast land on the iTunes page and leave a review. You have to actually be in iTunes. And if you have it on your phone, if you have your podcast app on your phone, on your iPhone, then it's also uh, easy to do. But ultimately, if you're not an Apple person, if you don't have iTunes, um, you can't leave a review on iTunes. But you could leave a review on Stitcher, uh, but now I'm really getting too deep into this. So <laughs> um, yes, 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 Ron, I will absolutely do that. Thanks for the recommendation and stay tuned. Robert is next. He writes, hi, Farnoosh, loving the podcast and personal questions that you ask. It's very interesting to hear different answers and comes with great insight. I'm 30 years of age. I have no savings. I am married and I want to start making wise money decisions and investing. Would LearnVest be a good option for me or is there something else? I will be starting with very little savings. Thank you for your time. 
you know, I don't know a whole lot about LearnVest, but I know that its founder, Alexa Von Tobel, is a total visionary. She's a best-selling author. She is a certified financial planner. So she is determined to really democratize financial planning for the masses. And, um, you know, she has a lot of support. I think there are a lot of people who believe in her product, who believe in the brand. So without having gone through it myself, without knowing a whole lot, I would say seems like a, you know, a pretty awesome product just based on its popularity. But you have to do what's right for you. And, and just to kind of track back here for a second, learn fast from what I understand is an online platform that connects you with financial planning um, on kind of an as-needed basis. You know, it's not this, it's, it's, it's all done either virtually or over the phone, over email, and it's relatively low cost. So if you're looking for something affordable and um, financial planning that is certified and good advice, but not necessarily like 24-7 from what I understand, then uh, LearnVest could be a really great option for you. But I would say, you know, uh, before we even talk about software programs or online resources, I think the steps for you to go from uh, financial fragility, which is really where you are right now, no savings, to a place of more financial comfort and security is to, one, have a real honest-to-goodness conversation with your partner, your spouse, about your goals. Where do you two want to be in the next 12 months, in the next two years? And then how can you reverse engineer those goals financially? How can you make those goals happen with the money that you're bringing in? And really assess, and this is not a one-time conversation, this is a conversation that needs to become fluid between you and your partner. You need to make money conversations a mainstay in your relationship. So talking about what are our goals, how are we gonna achieve them? Okay, how much are we bringing in? How much is going out? You may discover that you're not making enough. And in that case, you want to try to look for more income. And we talk a lot about on the podcast about how to find other sources of income, Uh, whether you work part-time, on the weekends, virtually, there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, Second, you know, looking at your budget closely, saying what are some expenses that you can live without? Where can you pare down? That needs to happen. And then you have to commit to all of this. You know, you're not going to necessarily agree on everything with your partner. That's kind of the beauty of marriage is that there are going to be a lot of differing opinions, particularly over finances. This is an area where couples uh, tend to disagree a lot. But the key is that you reconcile those disagreements. You reconcile those differences by not throwing things at each other, but, you know, realizing that you have common ground and the common ground is your goals. And if you can decide on those goals, early on as possible and commit to them, making decisions will be easier. You know, I feel like you're at the early part of your life, your career, your marriage. Now is really the time to take inventory and really start thinking more deeply about your finances and what it is you want to do with your life. You know, I would say forget money for a second. What do you want to do with your life? Where do you want to be in your marriage two, three years from now? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to move? Do you want to start a business? And, um, you know, think big. And I encourage you to think big and then reflect on your financial state and see how you can move the puzzle pieces around to create that future for yourselves. And if you need more help, you know, I'm here. Continue listening to the podcast. Continue sending me in your questions. I'd love to know how you're 
how you're progressing. Write to me in another month and let me know. I would like to hear that you're making progress. Tell me that you've saved, you know, a few hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars. Tell me that you have pulled your credit report and you started to look at it very closely. Let me know that you've had a conversation with your partner. That is progress. And that is, that is so money in my book. So thank you so much, Robert, and good luck to you. Kevin, Kevin writes in and says, in what ways do you think ethical considerations should work into our personal money decisions? For example, if someone feels that climate change is a moral issue, do they have a responsibility to invest in green funds? Uh, that is a profound question, Kevin. I thank you for sending that in. And no one has ever asked me that before. I would say that... Uh, your money, how you manage your money and how you go about spending and saving and directing your dollars in some way is a reflection of your values, right? I mean, we always talk about how before you direct your dollars, you should identify your goals because goals give your money meaning. And if one of your goals is to be an environmentalist or to be a better citizen and to be more healthy and to be a contributor to the growth and the uh, preservation of our world, uh, those are outstanding goals to have, then perhaps you should be more mindful in how you're spending. I mean, we had, for example, on the podcast the other day, we had Soraya Darabi and Maxine Beda who founded Zadie.com, which is an online store shop that encourages um, mindful spending, conscious spending. So every single product that they sell on that website was made very consciously. It wasn't made in some big factory with, you know, on an assembly line. It was made... Um, handmade or it was made locally or has a very small carbon footprint or it was going the proceeds are going to support a village or a community a cause so it is very conscious uh, and, and mindful consumerism and so if that's important to you you'd be one to shop at Zadie right and so I would say you know there there's a reason why socially conscious funds exist you know or green funds exist and I've talked to the people who've designed these funds, and it's precisely because they realize there is a market of people who direct their dollars based on their views, based on their values, based on their ethics. So it's a very personal question that requires a very personal answer, Kevin. You know, So I sense that this might be something that's important to you. I'm not going to say that you absolutely have to spend every dollar you have in, uh, in tandem with your ethics, but um, I think just having that consciousness is is helpful and you know think about it we don't often think about how we spend our money if we just took you know a second to think about okay well i'm gonna buy this piece of clothing or i'm gonna invest in this stock and do i really believe in the mission do i really believe in how this piece of clothing was made do i really believe in how this company is executed are they good to their employees are they good to their shareholders that's a great way to think about how to spend and how to invest and how to save. And I love your question. I'm going to think about it some more. And listeners, if you have thoughts on this, please email me, whether it's a question or a thought about this or anything else that we've been covering on the show um, or that's happening in your life and you want kind of some mentorship around, hop on to somoneypodcast.com, click on Ask Farnoosh, and ask away. 
And that is a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for all your questions. Uh, tomorrow is Sunday. We have another series of Ask for Anoush questions and comments, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you'd like to leave a review, please do, because as you know, I always pick one review every week to receive a free 15-minute money blitz with yours truly. So just a carrot to get you to get onto iTunes and leave that uh, helpful review. As you know, more reviews get you better placement in the iTunes store, and that will help lead to more organic traffic and ultimately allow this podcast to uh, you know, shine its light and, and be heard, which is you know all I ask for is for people to listen. And that's it. Thanks again. Hope your day is so money.